Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran. Today is the Sunday of the Transfiguration, and I'll be preaching on Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let me make three dwellings, for one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word superhero goes back to 1899. But superheroes have been around for thousands of years. There's Gilgamesh from ancient Mesopotamia. There were the ancient Greeks such as Perseus, Odysseus, and Heracles, and many more. And the ancient Romans had just as many. The Bible gave us David and Samson. More recent times have given us Robin Hood, Zorro, Buck Rogers, and The Shadow. Marvel Comics gave us a whole host of superheroes, as did Japanese animation. Some superheroes were made famous by comic books, movies, television, or video games, and a few starred in them all, such as Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman. The definition of a superhero or heroine is a stock character who typically possesses superpowers or abilities beyond those of ordinary people, is frequently costumed concealing their identity, and fits the role of the hero, typically using their powers to help the world become a better place, or dedicating themselves to protecting the public and fighting crime. Now, I hope this does not sound sacrilegious, but have you ever thought of Jesus as a superhero? I suggest that Jesus is the ultimate superhero. So let's look at the definition. First of all, a superhero typically possesses superpowers. Well, Jesus quieted a storm simply by saying, be still. He walked on water. He verbally ordered a fig tree to die, and it did. Matthew 21, verses 18 and 19. Early in the morning, as he, that's Jesus, was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. 
and immediately the tree withered. Jesus was the original undead. Now, he was not a zombie or some rotting corpse walking around scaring people. No, Jesus literally rose from the dead. He left all death behind him. He was fully restored to life with a perfect body. Jesus came back to comfort the suffering and reassure the frightened. He came to give peace to the distressed, hope to the lost, and love to all. John 20, verses 19 and 20. On the evening of that first day of the week, that is the same day that Jesus came back to life, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Every superhero has an archenemy. Well, Jesus has the ultimate enemy, the source of all evil and pain, hopelessness and despair, Satan himself. Matthew 28, verses 5 and 6. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Yes, Jesus fought Satan to the death, and Jesus won. A superhero has abilities beyond those of ordinary people. Well, let's see. Jesus healed people without modern medicine. He healed ailments that modern medicine still cannot heal. Luke 6, verses 14 and 15. Then Jesus went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus took a boy's lunch and fed thousands of people with it, with leftovers. He read people's minds with no clues or hints. He walked through locked doors. A superhero is frequently costumed, concealing their identity. Well, first of all, we have the ultimate costume, the human body over God. The people thought it's a human body. They did not see God. They didn't even believe Jesus when he first told them. And how about the road to Emmaus story? Jesus did not even need a costume. He walked and talked with two believers. Luke 24, verses 15 and 16. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. They even told Jesus about himself. Superheroes typically use their powers to help the world become a better place. Well, hello, Jesus conquered death, sin, and its effects on all humanity. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29 Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Can you top that? 
Superheroes dedicate themselves to protecting the public and fighting crime. Philippians 2, 7 and 8. Jesus made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. All done to save humankind, to save you and me. Today's gospel text is about the transfiguration which has many elements of a superhero story. There's the grueling trek up a mountain, a tight-knit group of friends on a mission, and the appearance of otherworldly figures in dazzling light. There's the transformation of a hero into a dazzling figure. We hear a powerful voice from another dimension. Then we have the descent back to battle the evil powers back home. The transfiguration is a promise of a life beyond anything we have ever seen or experienced. Too often, we try to tame the Son of God. We focus on what a friend we have in Jesus, and Jesus loves all the little children, all the children of the world, the Jesus in our gospel lesson is all about blinding light and voices booming from the clouds. In her book, Teaching a Stone to Talk, Annie Dillard asked, does anyone have the foggiest idea of what sort of power we so blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It's madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews, for the sleeping God may awake someday and take offense or the waking God may draw us to where we can never return. Jesus was not to be a superhero as we understand superheroes. Rather, he is a superhero who shares some of his powers. Matthew 10 verse 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them the authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Jesus is a superhero who lays down his life in order to open up and share his glory with the many believers. I think the reason Jesus shared a glimpse of the glory he came from and to which he would soon return was to sustain the faith of the disciples as they beheld his humiliation upon the cross. There were, there were more subtle hints when the divine could be seen on the face of Jesus, if one was watching for it. When Jesus smiled kindly to lepers, when Jesus looked with compassion upon the women, the woman about to be stoned for adultery, 
when Jesus volunteered to the soldiers in the Garden of Gethsemane that he was the one they were looking for, and the soldiers fell to the ground in amazement. All hints of the glory, grace, and truth of God's only Son. I suggest that today we will encounter the glory of our Lord in the ordinary bread and wine of his commanded meal, the sacrament that points to Jesus alive and returned to full glory, the meal that reminds us that we too will share in his glory. Today, we are invited to hear Jesus say to us, this is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you because I love you. Because I want you to trust that I will take care of you. That I have a place and a feast prepared for you in glory. In the Christmas story, we see a powerful God transform himself into a helpless newborn baby. In today's reading, we see a flesh and blood man transform into a shining, otherworldly being and back again to a man. In a few weeks, we will see this man turn into a human sacrifice, back into a man and then rise to his spiritual Godhead. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 through 6. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. As incredible as all this is, probably the most impressive superpower will be displayed when he takes our broken, soiled bodies and turns us into glorified, glowing, perfect specimens reflecting God's love. Yes, there is not and there never will be another superhero like Christ Jesus. But that's okay, because with Jesus, nothing else is needed. Amen.